Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, June 30th, 2023. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? My name is Quinn Furness. This is my program. Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast. It is June 30th. Today is the high water mark of the uh, the year, if you will, the, the time away from the end of the year, the beginning of the year. We're as far away as we can get, June 30th, 2023, officially halfway over in about seven hours here. It's 5 p.m. on a Friday. Work is over. The air conditioning is on. First time this year for me. I think Rachel turned it on once before, but it's 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 weird in Chicago. We had the smoke this week. We finally got the whole New York, you know, Northeast New England a month ago now, right? And... Uh, it finally, the, the breeze, Balto 2, winds of change. What a test if you can believe it. Finally, and so it was like, I think about Tuesday was the worst day. Wednesday was still rough. But uh, it's kind of cleared up now. The air quality is still uh, in like the low 100s which is still definitely worse than it, it should be, but it's, you know, it's, it's less noticeable now. I also, I went for runs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I am not dead yet, nor have I had any uh, aortal embolisms of any sort. I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying there are a lot of people freaking out on Reddit and stuff, being like, if you're not wearing an N95 mask, you're going to kill yourself. And I'm out there running, and there's got to be some sort of happy medium, right? I don't know. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this program. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. I also want to give a quick shout out to our friends in Pakistan. Hello, Hyderabad. Hello, Khyber Pass. Hello, Karachi, wherever you are listening from. Thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. What are we drinking today? Well, we got a Bell's. Oberon, American Wheat Ale, a classic beer. You all know it. It's the yellow can, the blue stripe, the sun. Good stuff. And then a nice little glass of wild turkey whiskey. So we're just like George Thorogood. One bourbon, one shot, one beer. My question about George, the George Thorogood song, one bourbon, one shot, one beer. Is the shot of bourbon or is it a separate shot? So you got a glass of bourbon either on, you know, with an ice cube like I do or just plain, whatever they call it, neat. Uh, you got a beer, obviously, which was uh, almost certainly not a Bell's Oberon. And then is the shot just the whiskey and you're just repeating it? Or is it something else? In which case, what would you be having a shot of? I can't imagine if you're drinking bourbon from a from a glass, you also want to have a shot of bourbon, right? That's kind of weird. But then what would you want, right? If you're already having a beer... If you're already having the glass of whiskey or bourbon, yeah, a glass of bourbon, like what you wouldn't want a shot of absinthe or something, right? Or tequila, I guess maybe tequila. I'm thinking like you definitely wouldn't want a shot of vodka. I don't think. Doesn't really feel like it it goes with the vibe. I don't really see George and his Delaware destroyers as taking a lot of vodka shots, but who knows? Maybe that's what happened to his voice. It has been a crazy couple of days uh, between the smoke and then the Supreme Court just went beast mode uh, for all the wrong reasons this week. Uh, 
And we got 4th of July, which was going to be weird for, for me specifically because it's a Tuesday this year, so we're still supposed to work Monday. But then the, we didn't get – well, okay, good news and bad news. Good news is we got Monday off. The bad news is they didn't announce it till this week. Like it's it was just such terrible planning. And so we have a program, and we like canceled it, but then we brought it back. It was just very uh, – very frustrating. I'm happy to have the day off, but now we still have a program going. Am I obliged uh, or uh, compelled or am I being forced to work it? No, but it's like other people are. So I don't really want to hang them out to dry. So it's virtual, which is good news. I don't have to go to an office or anything, but a weird kind of four day weekend. America's birthday, 4th of July. We're going to have 4th of July trivia for you in, in a couple minutes here. This is going to be a pretty condensed, pretty short show i've got some notes here um and i want to make sure i get through all of them but um you know it's i we're going to see indiana jones in about two hours here indiana jones five the dial of destiny and so we're going to be talking some dial of destiny predictions in fact we might as well jump into it right there so we've already we've already done some of our housekeeping things i'm also the uh, writer producer the composer of this fine program, I did not compose the intro or the outro music, but I did perform it. So there's something for you. Mainly, I would say I'm going tonight for John Williams. Like, I don't. There's nothing in uh, in the movie that's going to make me be like, oh my god! Like, I am so glad I saw this one in theaters. I'd be just as happy to watch a film like this in a franchise like this at home without paying through the nose for tickets. It'll be fun to see Harrison, yeah, but you kind of know what you're going to get from him, right? It's still fun to watch him, but you felt like he was kind of robotic, skeleton-esque 15 years ago in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and now he's in his 80s, still going, which is cool. Good for him. I mean, I'm not ragging on him, but John Williams is, what, 91 now, 92, something like that? And the thing with Johnny is he's he's outright said you know, either this is my last one or I might have one more in me depending on what Spielberg is planning. But it's like he, he, he at a certain point, you got to be done, right? Um, he's done with Star Wars now. He hasn't done any of the new projects that they've done. And this is obviously it for this iteration of Indiana Jones. So I'm going for, for John. I mean, there's a very realistic chance that this is either his last score or he might have like one more in him. I mean, the guy is literally in his 90s, the most legendary film composer of all time. The uh, little John Williams Oscar tidbit for all the film buffs out there, John Williams has the record, or well, he's second, behind Walt Disney for most Oscar nominations ever. I think I think Williams is up to like 51. He, did, he got nominated this last time around for... Uh, whatever it was, whatever that the Spielberg movie was that came out most recently, I don't even remember what it was. I definitely didn't see it most. Re- oh, it was the Fablemans. That was that was um, John Williams, which I wanted to see. It's not a movie where it's like, oh, I didn't want to see that. I just never got around to it. I know my brother did, but I'm even a big Paul Dano fan. One of these days, I just kind of feel like it's one of those movies that's great, and I do like Spielberg, but it's kind of like. I feel like, and this is just my biased opinion, I feel like I know what it is before I've watched it. it doesn't, it's not a good reason to not watch something, but it just means that I guess I'm less uh, eager to be like, oh my gosh, 
I got to see this. Whereas Mission Impossible is on the opposite end of that spectrum. Do I have a general skeleton idea of what's going to happen in Mission Impossible? Yes, but it's so like you've never seen it before. The stunts and stuff, they're so new. They're so real that you really want to see them as soon as you get the chance to. Which, by the way, Mission Impossible, what are we up to? Seven now? Dead Reckoning, I think, is like maybe not next weekend, but the weekend after. So some quick, I didn't plan any of these, but some quick Dial of Destiny predictions. I guess thinking back to Crystal Skull, if you'll recall, Shia LaBeouf played uh, Indiana Jones' son, Mutt, in that one. Son of Indiana Jones and um, Marion Ravenswood. Karen Allen, who's on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me last weekend. I think they're going to address the Mutt situation, but I think they're going to either kill him off or say he, like just went down a bad path or something. Obviously Shy is not in the movie. Maybe we'll see like a picture or something, but I think they're I think they might even have killed him off during like World War II or something. Or Korea or Vietnam or something. This one is set in sixty nine, so it could be or I think it's sixty nine, something like that. So it could be Korea, it could be Vietnam. We'll see. Um what else is gonna happen? Well I know Karen Allen is in it. I think she's gonna have a very small role, however I don't think she does a ton of acting these days. Oh, I think uh, Fleabag, her character is the female lead in this movie. I think she's going to come off at the start as being like very superficial and uh, you're not quite sure, even though you know she's going to end up being a good guy, you're not sure at the beginning because she might have ulterior motives or uh, basically like to some extent a copy of the blonde in Last Crusade who was like very much in with the Nazis and was like kind of a bad guy, kind of not. I don't think Fleabag is, what's her name, Phoebe, Phoebe Bridger Jones, something like that. I don't think she's going to be like a bad guy or anything like that, but I think she's going to be, you can't really trust her, you know, just like me around cheese. Oh, geez, you give me a bag of that shredded cheese, half of it's gone before you know it. Other predictions, oh, Mads Mikkelsen, that guy's totally going to die. It's going to be something cool, like, He's going to get his face melted off or something. There's going to, trust me, there's going to be a lot of callbacks to previous films in terms of maybe action sequences. There's going to be some sort of uh, action sequence that is um, a uh, sort of a tip of the cap to the mine shaft sequence from Temple of Doom. Because I feel like the franchise has kind of written off Temple of Doom and a lot of fans have, but there's also a faction of people who... Um, have a lot of like, you know, 1984 affinity for Temple of Doom and are kind of sick of basically people like shitting on it, I guess, for lack of a better word. And so I think that there could be a callback, um, which speaking of, of kind of callbacks, I think something additionally they're going to do, Temple of Doom is of course known for like, being spooky, being scary, a lot of bugs. I think we're going to see some bugs in this film. Oh, we'll make this my last prediction here. We got to move on. But obviously there's going to be something with snakes. That's just Indiana Jones 101. But I think there's going to be some, write this down, there's going to be some King Kong-esque sequence. I'm thinking like bats or uh, millipedes, centipedes, decipedes those are those are the spooky ones because you expect them to have a hundred or a thousand legs and they only have 10 and uh it's kind of spooky it's like a spider plus two 
which sounds kind of spooky to me. I don't know. So those are my predictions for Dial of Destiny, which we're going to go see in about two hours here. Um, other things that, that have been going on, well, I mentioned it's been it's been crazy, but um, the Supreme Court, of course, last couple of days has just gone nuts. It's like the end of their term, if you will. And, um, of course, affirmative action to a certain extent gets struck down, but even saying that is a huge overgeneralization. If you read the brief or a nice summary of the brief, you'll see there's a beautiful paragraph at the end that says basically make not making the whole thing null, but or the whole decision null, but but just confusing it to no end. Basically saying you can't use race as like a primary thing for admitting students. However, students can absolutely talk about race and ethnicity and how it's uh, affected their lives. They can talk about that in their college applications, and you can ask about it, like diversity statements that schools as students are not going away. So at, at the end of the day, it's like, what was this all for? So I don't know that, but it's just that they did, um, they blocked student loans today, or they student loan forgiveness, which blessed to not have that impact me one way or another, but it impacts a lot of people. I think it was yesterday they ruled in favor of the business who didn't want to serve um a, a LGBTQA community member. So that's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Basically, they were able to make it through most of July, or June rather, with their pride intact, if you will. And then their last last day of their term, they really brought the hammer down. So that was very nice. That was very fun. So Supreme Court's been on a on a bender lately. A quick shout out here. I promised you a shorter episode and I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to go this kind of just rapid fire style here. Um, got a couple other things that are very like random, not connected, but hopefully fun, including our trivia question and the results from our Beantown poll question of the week. But first, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, call someone who's safe, certified, someone who you can trust. That safe certified person could be my dad, Steve, at 541-410-0316 or go to homeprideoregon.com or email homeprideoregon at gmail.com. Again, homeprideoregon.com. When you need a fresh do, uh, when you need a fresh home inspection, doubly insured, call the experts at Home Pride Oregon. Also, our friends, the Samson Q2U series delivering us crisp, clear audio quality sounds good, whether you are doing a little Quran action or... Uh, of course, the Pentateuch, of just an ancient favorite at this point. Maybe you're doing a Scott Farrell audiobook, which uh, I've continued to uh, hear in there in the last couple of weeks, listen to on my runs. Of course, we recorded it. I'm now halfway through. I'm on to part three, which is exciting because we get up to like 2012, or we're, we're in 2012 now, and that's my year. That's when I really start to shine, like October 2012, 2012 so... Got that to look forward to. Uh, but it sounds good no matter what. He did the, the Samson did the audiobook, and it is just beautiful quality. It captures all the voices, the spirit, the emotion, the highs, the lows. Uh, Samson Q2U series, God Speaks, he uses a Samson. And of course, finally, uh, Cuts by Q did a nice little shave by Q today. It was nice, close. Uh, we even do hot towel service uh, for no extra fee. Um, I will, you know, I'll, I'll scrounge up, scrounge, S C R. O-U-N-G-E, scrounge up a towel. I'll throw it in the oven for like five minutes at, I don't know, 425. I could broil it. When you need a fresh do, something to snap your new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. 
You can also get in touch with the show by emailing us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, it's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com for your feedback, your praise, uh, your lavish gifts, even, if you wanted to do that. Or your super likes. And hey, here's a, we, we, don't, we never do stuff like this, but if you are new to the show, you're listening, uh, I'd really appreciate it. if you go to your podcast app, you give it a like, a follow, give us a quick review, five stars if you think you're having fun, if you like trivia, if you like knowing more about uh, Dial of Destiny predictions, uh, leave us five stars. Of course, not if you're on Stitcher, because Stitcher announced they're shutting down in a couple months, so uh, rip to Stitcher. That was one of the, not OG ones that I was like big on, but just... I would talk about it. I never really did anything with it, but my, my show's feed fed through there. So uh, This last Wednesday, did something kind of neat. Never, never done anything quite like this before. I went to a, a, a Chicago Blackhawks draft party. So anyone who follows the, um, the NHL knows that the Blackhawks won the draft lottery, meaning they had the rights to the first overall pick. And big generational talent this year, Connor Bedard. He's only 17 out of, like, Alberta or something. So my friend Tom, excuse me, uh, got us some tickets to the draft party at the Salt Shed, and we went had a great time. You got to see the pick. There was, a, you know, bands performing. It was a beautiful night, even though the smoke was smoking. There was even this cool little game where you had to shoot the hockey puck into the hole, and we won, and we got free bucket hats and stuff. So uh, just a great, great night. Just wanted to say those types of things are fun and uh, something I did that was kind of unique this week. All right, I, I have three more notes that I've written down here. One I got to go to Instagram to get. Um, this one just popped up this morning uh, when I was working, and uh, all I wrote down when I was half awake was people with only a follow uh, function, if you will, rather than like a like a. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is LinkedIn. So people with only a follow function on social media got to get over themselves. So on LinkedIn, you can like connect with someone and then they'll connect back with you or just like accept your connection, like avatar with your hair. But then there's some people who are just like, you have to follow me in order, in order for this to be cool. And they're not following you back or anything. It's just like, they're such a cool person that you got to follow them on LinkedIn and yeah, I just think you got to get over it, you know, like you're not that important that someone has to follow you. So just, I, I almost never use LinkedIn. I don't think I've ever posted on LinkedIn. I don't know. It's, is anyone else like, I'm, and I'm not like, oh, I hate LinkedIn. Like whatever it is, what it is, it, I see its purpose. But anytime I go to LinkedIn, it's like you have 14 notifications and it's always like this person who you don't follow, but you might be interested in following posted about this job that's in like tech sales or something that has absolutely nothing to do with college admissions. And you're just like, I don't know why we were getting notifications about this. Seems kind of silly. Yeah. It's, Facebook is kind of similar. Oh, my Facebook has really died down, which is totally fine. But I found that a lot of Facebook specific notifications like they're really just grasping at straws to try to get your attention so uh we did a uh one, one couple other things here we did a beantown poll question of the week here we do that sometimes on my instagram if you're curious you can follow us there is no show specific instagram i am at q dot queen d q period queen d on instagram so we do beantown podcast poll questions from time to time 
we'll live stream occasionally here or there. So this morning I was having a cup of coffee and it dawned upon me I've had my Mr. Coffee, whatever it is, Mr. Cafe, something like that, Mr. Coffee, coffee maker since I was in grad school, I think is when I bought it. Or maybe, no, I think it was my last year of college. So 2016, 2015. So we're running at uh, eight years now, approximately seven, eight years, something like that. And so I thought, let's pull the fans or the friends of the show see where you're at. So the question was very simply put, how old is your coffee maker? We had four options, zero to one years, one to three years, three to five years, and five plus years. And it's still going. Uh, We've had 85 views on it so far and uh, some solid engagement, better than nothing. Uh, But these will not be the final results because it's still only about eight hours old at this point. So if you're curious, the standings right now, it's dead heat. It's uh, 29% to 0 to 1 years, 14% to 1 to 3 years, and then 29% each to 3 to 5 and 5 plus. So if you are, if you haven't voted yet on our poll question, um, I have not voted, but I guess if I voted, that would tip the scales for 5 plus years, um, which tells you something about these, these $25 coffee machines. They can, still, they can still move, baby. So uh, good stuff there. Again, if you want to participate in our Bean Tom podcast poll question of the week, you can always do that uh, on Instagram when applicable at q.queend on Instagram. Okay, we have the last thing here. Our July it is July Fourth weekend. Oftentimes, we'll make a bigger deal out of that on the Bean Tom podcast. I even thought about maybe playing some Sousa for you on the piano today. I always got Washington Post and Stars and Stripes under my fingers ready to go, but I decided, you know what, let's just keep it simple. Uh, we've played it in the past, and surely, you know, assuming the show's got another at least 75 years, I would say, uh, that's another 75-plus opportunities to to play those tunes for you. So it's okay to take time off this week, but you can always go listen to Daddy Longlegs, of course, taking uh, the world by storm. It's got uh, everything that Olivia Rodrigo's new song Vampire doesn't. She thought it'd be cool to write a spooky song, so she chose Vampires. I said, well, it's kind of been done before, a little song called Twilight. So, Daddy Longlegs, you don't hear a lot of songs about spiders. So, here we go, our last thing, and then we will wrap it up, uh, like, 25-minute mark, which hopefully is nice and refreshing to hear less of me and not feel uh, compelled to have to listen. Uh, Here we go, 4th of July trivia, and I learned this today. I thought this was a very uh, interesting fact because I never would have guessed it. Um, So, here we go, very simple question that is, like, not filled with clues, but I have clues that I will give you that will progressively give it away. But here we go. The question is very simple. The 4th of July was made a national holiday in the midst of this war. So that's the question. It's very straightforward. The 4th of July was made a national holiday in the midst of this war. So two part. First, you got to figure out what year. And then if you're, uh, you probably could figure out from there what the war was. Uh, most people could probably figure it out, but I don't want to assume anything. So there you go. There's the question. If you don't want any hints and you just want to figure it out, give this a pause right now. But here's our first hint. Six Americans died on U.S. soil in this war. And the U.S. was 18th in countries in total deaths across all countries of the world. I wrote all involved countries. I don't know if every single country that had a death was involved per se. But if you just go to the Wikipedia article for this war and look at all the country, the deaths by country, that's what I'm looking at. So again, six deaths on U.S. soil in this war.
And that's a great story too, uh, which we'll, we'll finish up, come back to it. Next hint, the U.S. was not an active member of this war when July 4th occurred uh, on the year that it became a national holiday. So there's an interesting one for you. The U.S. was not an active member of this war when July 4th happened that year. Uh, next up, the vice president during this year was Henry A. Wallace. Henry A. Wallace. Uh, last two clues here now. It's time to give it away. There are 48 states in the Union when this war occurred. And then last one is the year, 1941. So, of course, the answer to this week's Beantown Podcast trivia question, the 4th of July was made a national holiday in the midst of this war. It was World War II. Uh, and, yeah, there six Americans died in U.S. soil when a Japanese – I didn't look this up, but I'm familiar – a Japanese weather balloon or, like, spy balloon explored, exploded, I believe it was in Oregon, and uh, blew up and killed six people. So there you go. There's your Beantown Podcast poll question of the week. So there you go, everyone. I hope you have a great 4th of July weekend. And, uh, I don't know, do some do some grilling – you could, uh, speaking of grilling, I had that, remember uh, 30 Rock Seinfeld vision where Jerry's on the Law, Law and Order SVU episode and uh, the, whatever the lady's name is, she's asking him, she's like, if, if you knew where she was, then why'd you kill her? And Seinfeld's like, quit grilling me. And that's how I felt when uh, my mom texted me this week asking me for the birthdays of my future in-laws. I was like, man, I, I think I got this, but all of a sudden, you know, you get sweaty, your collar's getting a little damp. I'm like, man, I can't mess this one up. And that's all I could think of Seinfeld and 30 Rock saying, quit grilling me. So on that note, that's what I got for you, everyone. I hope you have a safe, happy 4th of July weekend. Every year, some numbnut blows their fingers off. John Pierre, Jason Pierre Paul, John Pierre Paul, John Paul Pandowski. Definitely not. Jason Pierre Paul, NFL Pro Bowl defensive end blew his fingers off one year, and he's had three fingers ever since. So don't be like Jason, and instead, uh, you know, be smart with your fireworks, whatever you decide to do. That's what I got for you guys. Uh, We can cue up our outro music here, everyone. I hope that you stay safe, stay sane. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Happy July. I'll check in on you next time. Bye. Bye.